0: cliffcentral.com. Let's turn our attention to something we uh, like to pay attention to every single week. And the reason that we do that is because there are many of us who have got skin in the game when it comes to cryptocurrency. There was a lot of really good news the last time we spoke to Sean Sanders. I think we were hitting like $50,000 for a Bitcoin. It slipped back Quite substantially. In fact, last night it was at like forty-five thousand or even forty-four thousand, and then I woke up this morning. It's back to forty-seven. So it's always you. Maybe you're a good omen, Sean. Maybe that's what it is. Whenever we get you on the show, it seems like that the price is recovering nicely. How are you, Sean Sanders from Revix? Everybody.
1: Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just me coming on the show that's it's determining you. the Bitcoin price, right? So buy every Tuesday, sell off the show on the Wednesday. But I mean stranger things stranger things do really vicious sell-off, guys. Yeah sorry. sorry
0: stranger things do happen in in crypto like we've seen what Elon Musk's tweets can do to the price of Bitcoin. We've also seen what uh, you were talking about last week when you introduced your new um, uh, Solana offering. We saw mm-hmm. that that you know all over the world people were suddenly really excited about Solana and how it's going to Replace some of, of Ethereum's market share. How did that work out, by the way, before we get into all the other stuff?
1: Uh, Solana's actually pulled back a little bit from last week. But what we saw last week was actually a really, call it vicious, sell-off across the market for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that caused quite a few cryptocurrencies to pull back between 10 to 15%. And as you said, they've sort of moved back up. Um, I mean, Solana is going to be bouncing about, I'm talking like up 30% one month, down 20% or 30% the next month. And I think the longer term price trend is going to be up for Solana in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why? Because it's a blockchain with a lot of user adoption. A lot of applications are being built on top of it. And there's a lot of developers just moving from the likes of Ethereum and uh, Cardano to Solana. So when you've got those sort of fundamentals, it's not really a case of if it'll go up over the longer term. It's sort of more a case of when. And is that a year or two years, five years? I mean, no one really knows on that front. Hence why we always say sort of take a longer term view when it comes to crypto. Do you have? Um, but yeah, do, the last week have has some, been.
0: Sorry, do you have some Solana yeah. in your portfolio?
1: I do. I have bought every cryptocurrency that we've launched on the platform. I personally have bought myself. Awesome. I mean, you can't, you, you kind of, also when I talk on podcasts like this, you know, you need to kind of have skin in the game to, I don't know, be more passionate about the subject. Right. I mean, I follow it a little bit more when I've got money behind it, right?
0: That's why I asked you. Cause I mean, if you don't yeah. buy it, then who, then why should we? That's the, that's the thinking.
1: No, 100%. I mean, every single product that gets launched in the platform, generally speaking, I've traded for a few months beforehand. The team's also got their hands wet, you know, doing a variety of different things with it. I mean, we've even tried to utilize the networks. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we actually make a transaction on Solana, let's say we use one of the different, I'm not going to go into too much jargon here, but like one of the NFT platforms that are on mm-hmm. the network, you know, how much does that cost? How, yeah. how good was that user experience? What does the adoption look like? So that's been an interesting sort of network to sort of see come out of nowhere. All right. Right. So, and so you I, mean, said, I still think it's a really good investment opportunity.
0: You, you just repeated it now. It's come out of nowhere. And, and you said just now that there was no particular reason that there was this 10 to 15% sell-off um, last week. These things make people nervous. And this is why a lot of the old financial institutions say, oh, stay away from cryptocurrency. But what do you think? Because there are some things that we can absolutely bargain on and things that we can look, at, look forward and, and, and hope to see come to fruition with some degree of, of of actual research and and, and experience. So when you talk about what the next major factors could be that drive the crypto market higher, what do you think those are?
1: So there's a few different types, I suppose, of events that can occur. The one of which is that you get another wealthy investor that comes on board. So you're talking the likes of an Elon Musk, right? Let's say, you know, Jeff Bezos comes on board. They always seem to be having Excuse the, the term here, but like a big deck swinging contest, a right, right. Uh, contest where yeah. they, they sort of want to be like, well, listen, my rocket's bigger than your rocket. I'm going right. to get to the moon before you do, you know, all of that jazz. So if another investor like that comes on board and they put a few million dollars, even billion dollars into Bitcoin, Ethereum, or one of the other cryptocurrencies, that's going to drive the price higher. And you're seeing this every day with, I guess, well-known players in the investment world. Um, with new players coming on board their investment firms buying into crypto and um, i think another big name sort of public figure could really drive this market higher um, i think something else as well which is on the cards and there's so many different applications with the sec currently for this but as a bitcoin etf um, and that probably will be followed quite closely thereafter by an ethereum etf and what this does really is that this makes it really easy for every single person who has a brokerage account globally to buy into Bitcoin, so a lot of people are hesitant to come to the likes of a Revix or a Coinbase or another, you know, reputable platform. Um, I suppose there's also the, the less reputable ones out there, mm. and because of sort of the stigma around crypto, it's like, well, how does this all work? It's weird. Mm. You know, how do I get exposure to this this area? Right. And, a, and an ETF would essentially provide exposure for the sort of more mainstream investors. Uh, the other thing to note here is that hedge funds, pension funds, endowments. For them, they've got a pretty tight mandate. They're not allowed to invest in anything that's not a registered security. And an ETF would become a registered security. So it essentially would be taking Bitcoin or or Ethereum or whatever cryptocurrency and putting it into a financial wrapper. Uh, into a financial legal wrapper, really. Um, That structure would enable these different institutions to buy into it. That's another big driver. I think something else we maybe mustn't discount as well is that if we have another COVID-19 wave, and this is a global wave that occurs, and you get the money printing machines back on, and they start printing more money. I mean, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see gold and Bitcoin um, in particular really gone another bull run right not necessarily i think a big probability of that occurring but it certainly could and then i think probably the the last point to note which seems i guess a bit counterintuitive for a lot of people but something just to be aware of is when bitcoin moves up higher right it gets more public attention and that means more people get on board and it just becomes a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy right yes. like the the bigger it gets the less risky in a weird way it becomes I mean, I can say right now that Bitcoin at $47,000 right now feels a lot less risky than when it was at $5,000 a few years ago. And I think when it's sitting at 100000 or even you know, $500,000, again, Bitcoin, a Bitcoin bull here, um, I think you're going to see this being a less risky sort of asset. And that's another thing to think about is, you know, as this moves higher and gets bigger, it becomes more attractive for a lot of investors.
0: I love it. Now you've got uh, something that that happens on on Revix that I want you to explain to people quickly. You can actually refer people and there is a a chance for you to earn up to 10,000 Rand just by referring your friends to Revix. Tell us how this works.
1: So, yeah, currently, if you're a Revex customer, you can refer friends to Revex and you earn uh, 300 Rand per referral and you earn those in points, but you can redeem those points directly for Bitcoin. Um, So it's a roughly around, well, it's not roughly, it's exactly 300 Rand per person that you refer to Revex who successfully makes an investment. Now, what we're doing on Mm. Friday, because we seem to just like promotions um, on Fridays, uh, is that we are going to be launching a refer a friends campaign where you can earn double the rewards by referring a friend. Um, so if you refer a friend, you're not going to get 300 rand uh, equivalent in Bitcoin. You're going to get 600 rand uh, starting from this Friday. And that's just a nice way for us to, you know, kind of ask our community to help grow our community, really, right? That's fantastic. So that's, that's that's as straightforward as it is. What's also pretty neat is when you refer someone, and this is currently on the platform today, the person you refer gets 200 rand in their Revix account when they make their first investment. So, this awesome. is regardless of the promotion. It's just something that people don't realize that we're actually giving away 500 Rand, 300 Rand for you currently, 600 Rand from Friday, and then 200 Rand for the person you refer. Um, and it's nice. something that's actually working really well for us. Currently, about 20% of all new signups are coming through our referral program. So, we just sort of want to lean into this a little bit more and see how it goes.
0: I love it. Uh, LeBang is saying, oh my God, Sean. She she loves you. Um, so so she's obviously yeah. missing not being on the show today to talk to you about this. Um, just quickly, um, this is a question from Hugo, and I know I can throw these at you without preparing you on them. So please ask Sean if we can transfer Bitcoin directly in and out of our Revix account. Can I send Bitcoin to my Revix wallet and out to my private Bitcoin wallet?
1: You can, definitely. So you can go create a deposit, a Bitcoin deposit on the Revix platform. We'll give you a temporary Bitcoin deposit address. Uh, that's valid for 60 minutes. If you transfer outside of that 60 minutes, I mean, we still receive the Bitcoin. It just means that we take a little longer to process it. And then when you want to withdraw funds, uh, we process withdrawals three times a day, and it'll be processed out to your private Bitcoin wallets if you'd like.
0: Very good, and just to wrap it up this morning, Michael says being diversified is one of the benefits of crypto. The other is being decentralized. Keeping money in a bank with the current crypto savings schemes now available is a waste of money. Make your money work. I think that's a really good note to end it on. Sean, you're making us like all it. much uh, yeah, you're making us all much more um, fluent in the language of crypto.
1: Yes, Gareth. One more thing. Can I add this in? Yeah. Uh, because this is something that's a little different. <laughs> yeah, go on. And I want this to be exclusive, for Cliff Central listeners. And yeah, it's something that I'm just going to experiment with today. I was kind of umming and ahhing as to whether I should say this. So we are currently a profitable business. We've grown about 15 times since this time last year. Uh, we've got pretty big, nice, beautiful yeah, offices in Cape Town. We try to look really fancy on the Zoom game. Um, <laughs> And we're busy closing this new funding round. Mm-hmm. And there's a few million rand that we have left over. And I'm saying, well, hull, you know, instead of getting these other VCs on board, venture capital firms that come on board, right. and, you know, they invest in Revex, they've never actually used our platform before, the institutions, mm-hmm. why don't we try extend this to our customers or right. to people that have heard us on the show for the last three and a half years. Okay. So if you'd be interested in investing in Revix, and that's not investing in one of our products, actually investing in us as a company, Yes. Um, you'd need to make an investment in our UK entity. So you must just make sure that you can actually move funds offshore. You haven't used up your capital allowance or anything. But if you'd be interested in doing that, uh we are looking for i suppose a handful of investors maybe five or six different investors to come on board and we'd be looking for roughly around about a million rand minimum investment but it would be just interesting to see i'd love to just see if investors sure. are listening to this they would show interest in
0: absolutely us. let's see well, let's see if anybody's keen on that because it does sound like you've got the 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 immediate track record to be able to call up and people are looking for interesting places to put their money. So there, to Michael's point. All right. Nice one. Thanks, Sean. Good to see you. We'll check in with you awesome. in a week's time. Very good. Sean Sanders. Guys. Yeah. Very Thanks. good. Um, so there we go. There's some options for you this morning. I mean, if, you, if you're if you looking to make a big investment, then this could be something interesting for you. Get hold of them um, and send Sean an email. Obviously, all the Revix details can be found on cliffcentral.com or just go straight to them at revix.com, www.revix.com. Com- CliffCentral.com.